Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, let's move on to something else that is very important a lot uh, locally here, and that is uh, striking Ontario teachers and what is going on. Today is Wednesday, of course, uh, rotating strikes going on with the high school, the Ontario High School uh, 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 Secondary School Federation and such. Uh, Peel, I believe, is the closest one to us uh, that are out today, and also announcements that the uh, Catholic Board is also Uh, considering the same sort of thing as well, and we'll uh, start job action next week. We're going to play you a clip here. This is from Education Minister Stephen Lecce. Students are once again not in class during their first week back from the holiday break, uh, when they should be settling into the routines again. Report card season is coming up soon, and students and parents will not see valuable comments from teachers, and regrettably, due to these types of withdrawal of services by OSSTF, some public secondary students will not be prepared for the EQAO grade 9 math test, which is scheduled for this Monday. All right, to talk more about all of this, Charles E. Pascal is with us, professor, uh, professor Applied Psychology and Human Development and Special Advisor to the Dean uh, University of Toronto, specializing in education. He is with us now. Charles, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Well, Scott, we've got to stop meeting like this. I'd I rather, know. <laughs> I'd rather talk about the fact that uh, in 35 days, pitchers and catchers Reports of spring training, but uh, I guess we have to get back to reality. Wow, good for you, Charles. Clearly, you're a fan. Uh, I'm a fan of the game, yeah. All right, so where are we now, Charles? You've been through this a few times. You've seen the, the this go on. How do you describe, how do you describe where we are now? Well, it's very, it's, it's extremely frustrating. I mean, my, my experience, and you know, it goes back uh, many, many decades, uh, you know, as former Deputy Minister of Education, I've I've seen it uh, from that side as well as, uh, you know, all different sides, uh, you know, as a, as a professor. So, you know, my, my sense is that uh, unless uh, the government uh, basically deals with the biggest elephant in the room, uh, which is class size, unless they go back to where it was and take that off the table, they, they basically uh, imposed this uh, months and months ago. And uh, the lived experience of, uh, of students and their parents, you know, has taught them this is this is not good for uh, high quality education. So unless unless the government actually takes a big step backwards, uh, this is probably going to escalate. Uh, I, I'm sorry to say the minister uh, keeps uh, doing bait and switch regarding uh, what the real issues are. The, the big issue is really class size. Uh, everything else uh, could be uh, easily uh, discussed and settled. Uh, and we also have to remember, Scott, that, you know, we haven't had province-wide uh, strikes. The minister talks about uh, strikes every three years. There hasn't been a province-wide strike uh, since 1997. So that's now, I guess, 23 years ago. And finally, uh, all, all of the federations, including ELECTA, which is, uh, you know, threatening... Uh, action beginning uh, this coming Monday, uh, the federations received from their members uh, 95% and upwards uh, for a strike mandate. So you got to remember, these teachers are not, uh, you know, uh, rabble-rousers. These, are, these re- uh, represent, uh, you know, the, uh, the average, whatever the average Ontarian is, uh, who basically have a job that uh, is a bit of a calling, and they want to be able to adapt to the individual differences of their students and class size matters big time. 
Uh, I absolutely love the teachers, but I feel I have a different feeling on uh, on the unions that represent them. And because, as you said, uh, this is all about class size, um, and it appears, and again, as we've talked before, I'm old enough to have lived through these, and now I'm watching my kids go through these. And yeah. Charles, I can't ever remember anyone, anyone on that side of the table ever, 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 ever admitting this is about compensation. It is always, 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 always about the kids. And come on, let's be serious. This is a labor, hang on, Charles. This is a labor union that represents the teachers who pay them, not the students who are the customers. So again, if, let me ask you this question. If the government took class size off the table, would this whole thing be solved even with the, even with the wage freeze? Uh, my, my guess is yes. And, and what you're doing, Scott, is you are basically taking, um, you know, one of the bumper sticker uh, pieces of misinformation from this minister. Please, and, Charles, I'm not taking a bumper sticker. No, but, I have lived this. I have lived through this, Charles. My kids are living through this. Don't blow me off as a bumper sticker. No, I'm not blowing you off as a bumper sticker. Uh, look, you and I have discussed this before, and I don't disagree that you know, from time to time, and more, maybe more often than not, uh, unions of all different public and private uh, stripes and, and uh, mandates uh, talk about the quality of service when it's really about, uh, you know, uh, salary and benefits. I don't I, know if that's the case, because when I, General I Motors or anyone else goes on strike, they don't say it's so we can build a better car. It's I not did, because did, the I, customer is not getting the value. It's because of their compensation. Yet when I, we have the exact same discussion with teachers, it's yeah. never about compensation. It's well, always about the customer or the you car. Asked, you, asked me, you asked me a question. Go ahead. And my, my answer is, if class size uh, goes back to where it was, uh, that compensation will be easily dealt with. The minister keeps saying this is about a compensation. He's portraying teachers as greedy. He talks about you know everyone earning you know ninety five thousand dollars a year. Uh, the misinformation continues. So you ask me the question. In this case, compensation is not the issue. Full stop. The issue is class size. And if he can get to cabinet, this minister can go to cabinet and uh, get his uh, his colleagues around the table. Uh, to say, you know what, uh, we've got to roll back things the way they were on class size, and I think I can get a deal at the table. I'm not representing the unions here. I can't guarantee it. But the notion that compensation is the issue is something that uh, the minister is fanning, uh, and it's simply not the issue. The issue is class size. Uh, I, I've had the minister on, and I will have him on again and ask him that specific question if, in fact, uh, he does budge on the class size, if that is, is something that can move this forward. That being said, I'm sure his answer will be, we have already done that. We, you well, know, we no, started here and came to there. No, they haven't done What they've done is uh, they've made something awful, a little less awful. And when you have him on, let's have some fun. Why don't you put me on with him? Uh, so, <laughs> so they're point by point. Uh, he can put out his, uh, uh, you know, his speaking notes, uh, and he can keep repeating them. And every piece of disinformation and misinformation, you know, let me respond as an independent, nonpartisan, evidence-based professor who's been around for many decades. And I have never seen uh, a, uh, an education minister uh, since my favorite, William Grenville Davis, progressive conservative minister in the mid-60s, who became an, also an education premier, I have never seen 
a minister of education on a moment-by-moment basis skew more disinformation than this particular incumbent? Never. No one close. Is the union guilty of that? Well, I, I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen what what the union has said, which is misinformation. It's the minister who says they got a framework that was sent over, and then it turned out no, that's not true. Uh, I haven't seen uh, anything from the union, and again, I'm not I'm not being pro union for its. Uh, I understand, thing, but it, it, you know, you tell me something they've said, and I'll tell you whether it's hyperbole, you know, or nonsense, uh, or otherwise. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is, and I, I do understand there are listeners who are certainly getting bored with hearing me on this show, and I apologize to them through you. Uh, but, I, you know, my, my uh, aim here uh, is to be independent and accurate about things I hear uh, that either are not true uh, or uh, are true uh, or somewhere in that mushy gray uh, middle. So... If you can, if you can uh, uh, tell me something that uh, the union has said, uh, I'll tell you whether I think it's true or not, or somewhere in the middle. Uh, but I do understand you have lots of listeners who who come to these things with a, a natural skepticism about unions. I get that. I'm an empathetic guy. But why is that? Is that because in the past these unions have continually overplayed their hand, and now when we get to a serious situation where we actually should stand up and pay attention to what's going on, nobody buys in because we've been going through it for an NDP government, a progressive conservative government, and even through McGinty, the teacher's premier. So at the end of the day, uh, they've been screaming fire for decades now that there is a fire, nobody's buying in. I think well, they've overplayed their hand over decades here, Charles. Yeah. Well, two things. I mean, uh, to your latter point, uh, I think I said not as, uh, not as clearly as you just restated it, uh, the notion that uh, the little boy who cried wolf syndrome could be at play. Uh, for, for could? Some, or many listeners. You know, the old story about, uh, you know... Uh, uh, you know, basically. Uh, well, I think the story is is you're constantly you're constantly saying it's for the kids, and no one's buying in. And then when it comes to the point where it is yeah. about the kids, nobody's right. buying in. I, I I understand that a lot of people would feel that way, and I think uh, from the point of view of some of your listeners, uh, they would agree with you. Um, but let's remember there hasn't been a province-wide strike since uh, 1997, and uh, we'll see what happens. I think I think the problem regarding the government's position, and we'll see how this plays out, uh, is that uh, students and their parents have had lived experience with respect to things that should have been bargained at the table, like that size. They've lived with the effects of it. So it's not hypothetical about quality of education. They've been living with it. So public opinion right now is, is very strongly on the side of uh, what the teachers are trying to do. And from my perspective, you know, some of these students are, you know, learning uh, the difficult lesson of uh, what's worth fighting for and uh, enduring uh, short-term inconvenience, including, you know, things that are very inconvenient about strikes, either the rotating ones or what could be full-blown strikes, uh, for something worth fighting for in terms of the medium and long-range uh, interest in high-quality education. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. 
You know, you, Charles, with all due respect, you were talking about Lecce and how he's twisting facts and how he's, you know, uh, giving us misinformation and such. Uh, and again, I appreciate your point as being wholly accurate that there hasn't been a full-fledged strike since 1997. But again, Charles, if there hasn't, what the hell have we all been going through since then? We've been going through the threats of strikes. We've been going through the loss of extracurricular activities. So, I mean, you know, to say that there hasn't been, there's really been no problem since 1997. That's not accurate. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying No, that. but to say that there hasn't been a full-fledged strike since 1997, how does that change anything? It still doesn't alleviate what these unions have been putting Ontario teachers and par- or, uh, Ontario parents and kids through for decades. But, but, Scott, you made a very good case a few moments ago uh, that, you know, screaming fire, screaming fire for many years uh, sets up a situation where when, in fact, uh, those who represent the teachers are right in this circumstance. Uh, and that's where we have to, uh, that's where this has to be discussed. Now, going back to uh, what, uh, what, has, what has been, the perception of what has been, doesn't deal with the fact that right now, uh, the little boy who cried wolf uh, syndrome may have been at play, uh, as, as you've described quite, quite well, but we have to take it at this particular point in time, and the fact is that those representing the teachers are fighting for something well worth fighting for. And that's the ability of Ontario's educators to adapt to the individual and diverse interests and talents uh, of our students. Is it, that's what's at stake here. Is it time to make as many changes to these unions as it is to government? I had Harvey Bischoff on the line a few weeks ago before Christmas and had the same sort of discussion that I've had with you on this. And his, especially when the fact that we've been going through this forever, no matter if it's an NDP government, a conservative government, or a liberal government. And his response was, and I'm paraphrasing, but he used the word raid. He said, all governments are all out to raid the educational system. That is way too militant for this discussion. And that's been the problem with the elementary teachers as well. So I can understand how everybody's kicking uh, the tires with the Ford government and saying this isn't right, that isn't right. But what are we doing to these unions? Why are they not making the same adjustments? Why is the leadership there not changing? Why is their attitude on fire, 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 fire not changing? Yeah, well, I, first of all, I didn't hear, uh, I didn't hear that quote and... Uh, I can send it to you. <laughs> yeah, send it to me, and uh, I'll send you a note back. Um, if that was was said, I think it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's uh, you don't want to you want you don't want to do what is being done uh, to you. And the fact is that one key element. I mean, I think the government should appoint uh, you and myself. Uh, as a two-person commission. I'm in. in. But, I mean, uh, as soon I, as you get a union leader that says all unions or all governments are out to raid whatever their interest is, I mean, well, come on. But, 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 but let's, Scott, uh, th- those who have the most power uh, right now, those who hold the purse strings, uh, those whom we elect, uh, and this particular minister uh, have, have been the most disrespectful regarding uh, teachers and the unions. Uh, the language uh, that the premier uses and this minister uses to describe those who are in leadership position and those who uh, they represent, uh, this guy denigrates uh, unions in the most vitriolic language. 
I feel the same way as a parent that the unions are doing to me. As a parent, I feel the union leaders have the same disrespect for me. Charles, I got to let it go there. I love having these conversations with you, and I hope we can continue. And I next time I do try to set up an interview with the uh, with Lecce, I'll see if we can get you in on that as well. Charles bet, Pascal, sorry, go ahead. I'll bet you hundred bucks uh, donated to your favorite charity. That he uh, says no. That, that if you tell him I'm going to go on with him, uh, that he won't do it. I would agree. Uh, most of the time, that's the way politicians act. Uh, Charles Pascal, professor, applied psychology and human development, specializing in university, uh, specializing in education with the University of Toronto. Hello, Charles. Oh, he's hung up on me too. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on 900 CHML.